have a new sponsor and an old friend joining Envy Pillow here, Sierra Sill. With two rare patents and a money-back guarantee, Sierra Sill, available at Shoppers Drug Mart, London Drugs and Health Food Stores, is the natural mineral joint pain remedy you need. Go to sierrasill.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com and use the code GF for 10% off. Welcome to Episode 9 of Gracefully and Frankly. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Erin Davis. I'm Lisa Brandt. And this is an episode unlike previous ones. For one thing, I sound like Eeyore. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Lisa's been so sick, and we'll tell you about that. It all ties in with our travels. What I learned about a pineapple that I don't want to know... Here's a tip. Don't put it upside down in your shopping cart. Who does that? You'll find out. Also, we're going to discuss regrets about masks. Yeah, she has a few. Oh, and the furry little visitor who came to visit. Yes. Oh, my God. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? Yeah, exactly. That's all ahead in this episode. Lots of laughs, a few sniffles. And the most bizarre recording circumstances here, I'll explain where I am. And Lisa, of course, is going to explain what's going on with her voice. But first, we want to thank Envy Pillow, Kathy and Kim. Envy Pillow, 100% natural certified latex, undyed, 100% cotton. It's They're copper infused, and they're just amazing. They're the only certified anti-aging pillow on the market. Yeah, and they're great to travel with. There's a travel size, as we both brought along. And by the way, if the Envy Pillow isn't the pillow of your dreams, they're going to take it back. They sanitize it, redress it, and donate it to their local women's shelter. And they say thank you for helping us give someone a safe place to land. These women are everything. We're so glad they're partnered with us. So, Lisa, let's give them a podcast. Here we go. Episode 9, and uh, we really do have to kind of lay out what we're doing here today because uh, I've got suitcases on the floor. I'm here getting ready to pack up and go home reluctantly after three weeks of just absolute joy with you and our friend Anita MacArthur and our friend Alan Bell and my sister and friend Leslie. So it's been it's been Aaron B&B here, but it's been so wonderful, and here we are doing something that's so much from home, right? And guess what Lisa took home? Lisa took home a giant 1.4-liter bottle of virus. Oh, God. Something like that. I was going to say snot. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That would have been accurate as well. <laughs> My... Uh, new microphone arrives. So I have this sweet new microphone that should just make me sound like an opera singer. And I think the crap of my voice is ruining it because uh, I've been sick ever since I got home. Anita was as well. Of course, I generously passed it on to my husband. So he is too. So it's been sick bay here. Oh, well, I'll tell you, you sound like you're in Abbey Road Studios compared to me. Let me set the picture here because as I say, suitcases on the floor. I did an audition and crammed myself into a tiny closet, and I thought, that was for 30 seconds. There's no way I can do this podcast for an hour. So I'm lying here on my bed. My knees are holding on to a cloth cooler. My microphone is between my knees. There's a pillow leaning up against it. 
And um, it's glamorous, Lisa. This podcast life is glamorous. I tell you, it is. This is what people don't know about voiceover <laughs> is that anything to do with the voice, you can do as long as you've got a comforter, uh, laptop, and a portable microphone with you. And I mean, this isn't ideal right now because of my illness, whatever the heck this is, but um, I think you sound great. And, and knowing exactly where you are in the house, having just been there, by the way, thank you again. It was amazing. And we had so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I, I sort of Tarantino'd my blog this week. I started at the end and worked my way to the beginning because the beginning was just so spectacular. And I didn't want to end with, oh, no, I'm sick and I'm at home and I've gone through four boxes of tissues. I'm imitating myself now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we're away from our partners. And let's do that too with today's episode nine, because we want to start at the end and just go backwards and tell how much better it got for you. But Rob said to me a couple of days ago, he said, let's never do this again. And I said, what? And he said, I don't want to ever take vacations like this again away from you. Did Derek say any, oh, geez, I'm putting him in a bad spot. But did you get that sentiment when you got home from anyone but the cat? I did. And it's <laughs> it's only because he's been to Hawaii before and he absolutely loved it. And, you know, the truth is we like hanging around each other, just like you and Rob do. And we, we like doing things together. And I think it's healthy to not do absolutely everything together. But life is better when he's with me. And I think he's crazy enough to think the same way. So, yeah, he, he would never put any guilt on me or anything. But um, the cat sure has. Oh, my goodness. Ah! But isn't it wonderful that after all this time, you know, you've been married 35 years, that your husband feels that way about you? That's tremendous. Yeah, it really is. And you bought Derek something very cool when you were here. But boy, howdy, was it an eye opener for me and for you. Now, you're going to have to tell the story of the pineapple shirt. Okay, so it started with um, a blog post, a part of a blog post that I wrote about learning that this woman got a, a pineapple tattoo and she thought, wouldn't it be fun if the pineapple was upside down? Well, she got this thing permanently put into her skin and then was told that that is a signal that she's looking for swingers. Swingers. You said swingers. Okay. I will open relationship. Yep. Okay. A little fruit on the side. So when we were shopping in the beautiful little town of Say it for me. I can't, can't say any of them. Paia. Thank you. I don't know. P-A apostrophe I-A. Paya or Paia. I think I, I say it wrong, too. Nah, but it's heaven. We'll go with you. It is heaven. It's a beautiful little town. And the nicest shirt had pineapples on it. And I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. It's, I'm buying it for my husband. It's going to look great on him. And But a lot of the pineapples were upside down. And after, after I bought it, as you know, I thought about it for a while and thought, I just wrote about how this is looking for swears. What's he going to think if I present him with a pineapple shirt with upside down pineapples? So I did end up trading it for another shirt. It was a nice shirt though, but I don't want to put him out there as a, you know, billboard for affairs. And by the way, Lisa's blog is at voiceoflisabrandt.com. It's a must read every day, no paywall. She just does it for the, for the good of her soul and for you. So Help me out here, Lisa. We go through life not knowing like something like a pineapple <laughs> upside down could be a symbol for, hey, hey, come on over. We're the ropers. 
ancient. <laughs> I told you there would be ancient, you know, references in this podcast, and there was one. But how do you not unknow that? I don't want to know that now. And 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 how do we not know that? Help me. I don't think there's a way. And it ruined a perfectly nice man's shirt for me because of that. I don't think there's a way. I mean, this might be over already. Who knows what the kids are doing now? And we're stuck with it in our minds forever. I will never look at a pineapple the same way. Oh, my goodness. And as soon as you left, like we dropped you at the airport, you and Anita, and then picked up Alan the same night. What does he give me? His mom, Betty, passed just over a year ago and some beautiful freshwater pearls that he saved up to buy her when he was younger and Mm. a gorgeous pin he bought here on the islands featuring, guess what? A pineapple. (laughs) No. As long as it's right side up, you're okay. You're not giving off any signals. Well, that's what I say about my body, too. So thank you. Okay, we skipped to the fruit and did not begin at the end like we said we would. My bad. Blame vacation head. But Lisa, my Lisa, I was so heartbroken that our trip together, which was far too short, never come to Hawaii for just one week if you can possibly, because two days are spent traveling. Your trip home was hell. Let's all sit back and listen as Lisa tells her story from hell. My story from hell. The truth is, I got to travel with Anita MacArthur, who is, as you know, one of the most wonderful people on the planet. The general's wife. We used to always call her the lovely Anita. And isn't she, though, inside and out? She's just the most beautiful soul. Go on. She really is. And so, for example, we get to the breakfast spot in Vancouver. That was our first stop. And she asks if she could please have some tea. And the guy says, oh, we don't have tea. What? In Canada, she couldn't get a tea? And she took it very well <laughs> because it's just the strangest thing, isn't it? It's like saying, I mean, tea is as popular as coffee, I would think. But anyway, so we had a five-hour or so layover in Vancouver before our flight oh. to Toronto. And, of course, there are time differences in there as well. You know, it's five hours earlier in Hawaii. And so when you do all the math, we were supposed to land in, in Toronto at about 8.30 at night. We landed a little bit late. And I was concerned about getting my bag and getting to my shuttle, which I'd booked months before, paid for everything. So I called them from the baggage claim when nothing was moving and said, what's my absolute last minute I can get the shuttle? They said 9.30. If you're there by 9.30, you will get on that shuttle and they drop you in London. Your husband's going to pick you up, take you to Port Stanley all as well. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? He's taking me to Port Stanley. (laughs) Bring your pineapple. (laughs) So... Finally, at about 20 after 9, I said to Anita, I don't know how far my the the stand is that I have to go to. You know, her husband was there. I said, I'm just, I'm going to bail. Gave her a hug. Off I went. I, I arranged for my bag to be sent to me. All these things. Ran down. Got there at 9.22 and the shuttle had left. <gasps> so I'm stuck two hours away from London and I'm still another 35, 40 minutes from there to get home. 
And so I immediately picked up the phone to talk to ground transportation. And I said, hi, my, I was just shaking, but I was trying to be really kind because I thought maybe I can still catch it somewhere. And I said, hi, I think my shuttle has left me. It was supposed to be at 930. And the guy just full out screamed at me. What? I don't know what was going on with his day, but he tore a strip off me. You were supposed to be there at 930 and everything. I said, sir, it's not even 930 yet. And he's screaming. And so there are all these people standing around. So I just held the receiver out and let, his, let him scream into the ether as I decided what to do. And I hung up the phone. So... Long story short, I could have gotten another shuttle at 1130. I was in no shape to wait another two hours. Well, tell us what shape you were in, standing out there in the cold and crying. She was crying. You're so tired. We hadn't slept at all. Not at all. I Neither know. one of us. Um, so Anita's saying, I'm so, so she came by and saw me. She, I'm so sorry. I got to go. I said, go, oh, it's okay. You go. And really I did. I just dissolved <laughs> oh. into tears. And, um, uh, my husband said, that's it. I'm, I'm getting in the truck. I'm coming. And I, and that would be a five hour round trip in the middle of the night. So I said, no, don't do it. We'll figure something else out. And while I stood there freezing and crying softly in a corner, trying not to get in people's way. He arranged for a limo. And you can only imagine what a limo costs as compared to a shuttle where you're riding with 15 other people. And I just said, I don't even care. I mean, it's not like I burn up money on a regular basis, but this was a crisis. <laughs> so I ended up back in London. Oh, it was a great ride, by the way, Aaron. Good. Just warm. Oh. The guy didn't talk. Oh. <laughs> and... I ended up in London at the drop-off spot while the shuttle was still there letting people off. Can you believe it? I can. And sitting here, I was trying to find a limo for you, too. And I was looking up, okay, how much is an Uber from Pearson to Port Stanley? And, you know, it said no cars available at this time. Okay, great. I, We were all pulling for you. And by oh. we, I mean Derek and me and, and just, oh, it was... It made me so sad, Lisa, that even after you flew, you had that long wait in Vancouver and you got to Toronto, that then the wheels fell off. And it, okay, so the limo cost what, about $400? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the shuttle would have been about, I did this back in November from your place. What, what was it, 100 and change, something like that? Yeah. Okay. So, you, they have a no refund policy, and you got on this right away with Robert Q. I'll say their name. I know you're being a decent citizen because <laughs> I I tweeted and tagged them too. It was like, what on earth? So they did what for you? They reached out to me and said, "Look, it's our policy not to give refunds, but we will give you a credit." And you know, we're trying to pick up people at different terminals and we're trying to work it out so that we, we stay on schedule. I understand how frustrating it is, yada, yada, yada. So I wrote back and I said, that's kind of you. I didn't expect that. But you're missing a salient point. I phoned and I asked and I told the guy where I was and my name and how what my booking was. And he still said I was fine until 930. That's where your problem is. Mm. Because I, I put stock into, in that. I put, I put some faith in mm -hmm. that. Um, so they wrote back again and it was just kind of a, yeah, well, 
you know, so it goes. So you're not getting your money back on the limo? Oh, no, 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 because they say you have to be registered at 915. Robert Q does. They just completely gloss over the fact that I phoned. I phoned. I made a long distance call. And got screamed at. You got screamed at. That was Pearson's people. Oh. The Robert Q guy made the mistake. That was a Pearson guy who was obviously having a terrible night dealing with a lot of irate people. And he's in the wrong job or he needs a big vacation. There you go. Just like we had. And it even had a rat. Tell you about that. Here we are, our vacation's over, we uh, we had a, a just a, a, an idyllic but all too short time together in Maui in a house that uh, overlooks the ocean but isn't on the ocean, but, but we had some wonderful wildlife sightings. There were goats in a tree across the lane from us, yep. You and Anita saw a giant turtle up on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, let's see, what am I... Ma- oh, whales! Whales, that's right. We were driving home from Lahaina. Lahaina. And uh, it was spectacular. I was driving and I could still see the whales w- waving their tails and stuff and, and the plumes. And I'm a good driver. I kept my eyes on the road, but you, they were practically right in front of us. Yeah, there were whales. There were cardinals, which is my spirit bird. And we don't have cardinals in BC, so... That was amazing. But the most memorable visitor was our little friend Ratatouille. Lisa and Anita and I are sitting out on the back deck enjoying the sunset and then the dark and lots of laughs. And all of a sudden I see this critter about, oh, I'm doing the fingers here, probably the the sign of a hang ten that long in body uh, plus his tail. And he's sniffing around the screen door trying to get into the living room. Well, we won't have any of this, even though we're outside. I went over to him, and I stomped, and I said, hey, get out of here. Go on, shoot. You and Anita, I'm sorry. Where were you in all this? Because I don't remember seeing you, Lisa. I was guarding from a distance to make sure it didn't get in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I found the broom. I brought you the broom. Oh, you did. You did. So I didn't beat the thing with a broom. Would never, ever do that. We're outside and that's where he lives and stuff, just not inside. So I'm yelling at him and I'm trying to sweep him away and he has his feet dug in. He's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. So finally, and I don't know how, I guess I did a a nice sort of a putt with the, uh, with the broom and got him to move along a little bit. But he was basically, he'd set up camp. He was just standing there having a cigarette looking at me with an eyebrow cocked going, really, lady? Really? In your pajamas with a broom? You think you scare me? Do something about that hair. He had a little white t-shirt and his cigarettes were folded up in the sleeve. I saw it. Yep. And a tattoo that said, Mm -hmm. it was an upside down pineapple is what it was, Lisa. That's what it was. That rat was no good at all. And, And so off he went. But he did leave a little dime sized pea. So I think I scared him, but he put on a pretty good show. But that was my hair. <laughs> That's what scared him. If I could have a recording of anything from that week, it would be of the way you spoke to the rat. You don't belong here. You get out of here. You just move along. I sounded like public swimming pool Karen from a video in... Uh... I'm going to call the police. You don't belong here. I know who belongs here and you don't. (laughs) 
Oh, my God. Oh, God. It was funny, though. It was very funny. It was funny when he was gone because I think he had been sitting under my chair. So, Oh, do you think so? That little furry something wasn't your ankle? Okay, (laughs) thank you. I have been debating, Lisa, you know how our whole podcast is built on our friendship and the fact that you and I never disagree about anything. I got to call you on one thing. and I What did I do? Uh, no, you didn't do anything. But do you regret not wearing a mask on the plane now? Absolutely. I regret not wearing a mask on the plane, in the airport, around all those great unwashed people including myself. I consider myself a great unwashed at the airport. I mean, after that length of a flight, we're all great unwashed. Exactly, exactly. So it's not a judgment on anybody I wouldn't put on myself. I do. I do. I absolutely do. The other thing I didn't do that I do every year, I didn't get a flu shot. And I oh. was just lackadaisical about it. Didn't didn't think too much about it. When my parents were alive, I got it routinely early. And I didn't do either one. And you're right. I, I absolutely do regret it. It was a mistake. Oh, and Leslie, my sister, who left to go to Kelowna, that was a whole nother thing. I was on the phone for two and a half hours trying to find another connector for her because her flight left two hours late on Monday night. And so she missed her connector to Kelowna. They were going to fly her through Calgary, leave her there for three hours, then fly home. It all worked oh. out. Not a problem. But this is travel in 2023, right? So she wore a mask here and back, and when she landed in Vancouver for her four-hour wait there, she said, I was so glad to have the mask on because when I woke up after a four-hour sleep, my mouth was wide open. And, <laughs> and, and that's another great thing about the mask. You can be a slack-jawed yokel, and nobody sees all the drool. It's a drool catcher, I tell you, a drool catcher. That's a very good point. When I flew... Um, about a year and a half ago, in the midst of COVID, I had an eye mask and a face mask on. It was like I was the mummy sitting back in row 28. But I was just so grateful to be able to to at least have the feeling that the masks were helping. And so I gave her two new fresh ones and said, be on your way. That was my parting gift to her. Yeah, it's it, nobody, she said, nobody on her flight was wearing a mask either. And, you know, they, they talk about how clean the air is on planes. I don't buy it. And I'm so sorry you got sick. I'm not for a moment saying you deserved it. I just, oh, God, I feel so bad for you. You've been so sick. Yeah, it's the sickest I've been in a decade easily. It was like something from another world. But although I don't blame myself for it, I certainly could have done better. <laughs> if, I yeah. had, if I had worn a mask, uh, mm. would I have gotten this sick? I don't know. If I had gotten a flu shot... I don't think I would have. And this is a hard lesson at this age to learn. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And you've had COVID. You've got something to compare this to. Oh, COVID was nothing compared to this for me. Uh, But then again, I had all the vaccines. So, yeah, this was... Oh, we're just sheep, though, Lisa. We're uh, just sheep. You know, those I'm of us who got back that. Yeah, that's fine right. With that. <laughs> Better than feeling bad. <laughs> oh, my, my poor, poor Lisa. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Derek doesn't seem to have gotten as sick as me. He knew it was coming, and he started taking decongestants right away. And But my goodness, if a flu shot is something you normally get, um, don't be like Lisa. Be like Aaron.
You know, a thought occurred to me as we were sitting around and everybody eating on their different food plan, you know, you and I on keto and Anita on her own uh, plan that's really working for her. I th- and this occurred to me more than once while we were here. Do guys go up to a cabin in the woods and talk about their lumpy thighs and how they just can't get rid of their tummies? And, and you know, and I'm eating this and it's really working. And who brought the scale? Me. I always bring a travel scale because I'm obsessive. <laughs> but, you know, we're so, so different men and women. And viva la différence. But honest to God, I agree with you because my husband, for example, he will tap his stomach and go, oh, I'm a pork belly. That's the end of it. It's not, you know, oh, I should really switch to a lower carb pasta or this should happen or that should happen. It's just, yep, got a pork belly. What's next? They don't, he doesn't obsess. Yeah. I don't know that we can ever get rid of that, all of the body shaming um, that's going on and and the message about it, and you are beautiful, and be thankful, not that your legs are lumpy, but that they work or that they don't have pain. When do we get that message, Lisa? Is it, you know, is it the end of life? Is it lying in bed and going, oh, yeah, you know what? I was beautiful, you know, as I was. I don't know. I'll tell you. When, when I had sepsis, uh, what was it, 13 years ago or something, and came very close to dying, I came out of the hospital vowing, promising myself that I would not think about these things, about how a skirt was a little tighter one day than the other, about whether I was going to have um, 10 more cashews, or that I wasn't just going to be that person. And it lasted a little while, but the pressure is there the the way everybody thinks is there. I remember thinking, oh, well, Cosmo magazine when I was a kid. I mean, Cosmo did nothing but tell me I wasn't good enough the whole time, right? Yeah. But um, thinking that, well, if it's not that popular anymore, maybe kids have a chance. Well, look at social media. They don't have a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And we support each other as friends, as girls, and see the beauty in each other. But it's... I don't know. It's never going to go away. Um, That's not a good note to end this on. We should end this on a positive, fantastic note, kind of the, the opposite of how your trip here ended. And just say that any time in my life, I always wish that I would be able to share a place like this with my friends, to be able to say, you just get on a plane and get here and you will have the best time. And to me, you know, all of the stress and the pain and, you know, not including loss and grief, because I would live in a box under a bridge to have my daughter back. And I've made that very clear. But to be able to bring in friends to say, enjoy yeah. this. Thank you for being my friend and for sharing your beautiful being with me. And, you know, I am just so grateful, even if we'd had to, you know, tie two floaties together because we wouldn't fit on one of them. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) We have to remember this in the moment, Erin. We have to remember these things in the moment. And I'm so grateful that uh, you consider me somebody you'd want to spend a week with. And next time, if there ever is a next time, or if somebody else is planning to do this, don't just do a week. Do two. Listen to your friend. She's right. Mm. Well, it was partly selfish. I didn't want to let you go, but you did. <laughs> and we're still here gratefully, gracefully, frankly, and uh, and doing this podcast. 
shout out once again to Envy Pillow for being our stalwart supporters before we even knew what we were doing. Who says we do? And thank <laughs> you to everybody who, you know, checks in on our Gracefully and Frankly Facebook page. On Twitter now, we are at Gracefully and Frankly on Twitter. So that's kind of exciting. You've got us on Instagram, too. On Instagram, gracefully and frankly on Instagram, absolutely. We're everywhere, we're everywhere. Yeah, we are, and we're together, and that's the best part. So we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Lisa. Please, please get better, my friend. And uh, and I can now take this microphone out from between my legs on a pillow and a cooler here on the bed. So again, we apologize. The sound for this one is not the best. Lisa has a brand new microphone tricked out studio. We'll be back in our friendly confines next week. Okay? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.